Good morning, everyone. Families can be a source of great joy, but as you know, sometimes uh, children get into little arguments with each other, and even sometimes couples get into disputes or disagreements, and rarely perhaps, but even sometimes, children get into arguments with their parents. Well, I thought of everything in my family, and I realized that in my family, we have never had one disagreement on things that they fully dis that they fully agree with me on. <laughs> Every time they agree with me on something, there is full harmony in the family. And you may feel that yourself, but more often in a family there is a need for give and take. There is the need to work with each other, to communicate with each other, and to find something that is common that is good for all of the family members. Family, of course, is so important. And if you think of your life, you think of great moments in your life and how your family has been part of that and how your family has influenced you, even to the levels of grandparents and sometimes great-grandparents. Family is not only important in our day-to-day -day life, but if you noticed in today's gospel how important family was. Jesus did not only call individuals, but he, in this case, in this gospel, focuses on the call of brothers. He saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. And he said to them, come follow me. And then he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. And he said, called them, and immediately they left their nets and followed him. This is not coincidental or accidental in the, today's gospel and uh, in our life. Not only do we experience great blessings in our life, not only did Jesus call uh, brothers to follow him, but if we look at the Old Testament, we see that the story of salvation, that is from the time of, um, of Adam and Eve up until now, but we can say that the full story of salvation is up until the end of time, that the story of salvation grew as a family grows. Adam and Eve, we saw the creation of a man, and from that man, a couple, and then from that couple, a family. The first witness of faith is offering and thanksgiving and gathering within the family. And the Bible focuses on the good things that happen within that family, but unfortunately also very negative things that happen in the family of a brother killing his brother. But then also throughout the Old Testament, we see this concept of a family growing. And a very repeated phrase, a phrase that is repeated very often throughout the Old Testament, is that God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and their family. In other words, there is a family lineage that God is connected to people and their community. And then, of course, a very important um, development in the Old Testament is when Jacob's name gets changed to Israel, reflecting his struggle with God, and that's what it means, a struggle with God. But then, what ends up happening? Twelve tribes form, and the, fo the story of salvation focuses on the journey of faith of those 12 tribes. So one of the very important themes or overarching um, narratives of the Old Testament is that God creates 
a family, a couple, an individual, a couple, a family, a tribe. And within that context, the story of salvation gets told. Now what happens in the New Testament, this is very important, is that we have the basic building blocks of the Old Testament on the 12 tribes. Well, in the New Testament, we have a focus on the calling of the 12 apostles. Not coincidental, but specifically done in a way to reflect that narrative structure that faith is connected and related to a family. Now Jesus did something very unique. He continued that theme of the family by choosing brothers, two sets of brothers, but he also deviated a little to show that the story of salvation and faith is not limited to one particular family. What is the main theme of the New Testament, and particularly the Acts of the Apostles and the letters of St. Paul, is that this message has now been um, proclaimed and is shared to the whole world. We saw that in both the epistle and the gospel of today. St. Paul, in his letter to the Romans, says, everyone, this emphasis on everyone who does good works. This does not mean that we deny the role of the family, but that faith, and faith in Christ, is not limited to a royal lineage. Today, we don't have any of the cousins and relatives of Jesus who claim royal lineage or messianic lineage to Jesus, but we do have a church that has existed for 2,000 years. Yesterday, we did a Google search. Who founded the Catholic Church? And even Google responded, Jesus Christ. So we have maintained in the church this lineage of apostolic succession that all of you belong to, that all of you um, fall into a family of faith. So we saw that in the epistle, and we also saw that in the gospel, as I, as I mentioned. So this theme of the family and an extension beyond the family, not a denial of the family, but that the heart of our faith is the faith that we live within our family, but then after we live it in our family, it's also how we share it with others. This continues to be a theme up until today um, and is often seen in the life of the church and in the life of many saintly men and women who have lived for the 2,000 years following the call of the, two, of the two sets of disciples who are brothers. We have many examples of this. One, a few which I will recall today is, for example, St. Anthony of Egypt and his sister. They had a very close friendship, a very devoted uh, brother and sister after their parents um, died. St. Anthony went to the monastery and he took care of his sister by leaving her with a group of women. We also have the wonderful story of St. Augustine and St. Monica. And this shows us how important the family ties are. St. Saint Monica prayed for her son, St. Augustine, for 17 years as he left and was living a life that was very far from God. A way that you might think that this is only, these are only contemporary stories, but ways that he was so far away from God, yet she was faithful to praying for her son every single day and for his conversion. Finally, of course, he was converted, and what ended up happening, he is considered today the greatest saint in the Western Catholic Church, and also one of the greatest saints in the Eastern and Western Catholic Churches. We have another 
very important family, specifically in our Eastern Catholic and in the Orthodox world, the family of St. Gregory and St. Basil. We have at least five saints within this family. We have the two brothers who are considered one of the three greatest theologians of the church, St. Basil, the founder of monasticism. But often overlooked is their sister, St. Macrina, who actually influenced their writings and their, their theology. In, in other words, a lot of the things that they wrote were influenced by their sister, St. Macrina. They, she's called the Younger because her grandmother, St. Macrina the Elder, was also a saint. A saint. And then we have St. Scholastica and St. Benedict, brother and sister, who would spend hours and hours and hours praying with each other, reading the Bible with each other. And uh, there's one story of, of them praying with each other and um, sharing sh uh, stories of faith. And St. Benedict had to return to his monastery. And St. Scholastica said, please don't return. I'm enjoying this, this, this time with us together, with time together. And so St. Scholastica prayed, and there was a storm outside, and he was forbidden. He could, was not able to leave the house and ended up reading the Bible and praying with her. Uh, for several more hours. We also have the example of St. Teresa of Lisieux and her parents, St. Louis and, Saint, and Zelie Martin. And finally, without going into detail, you can look some of these up. Story of St. Cyril and Methodius, once again brothers, who actually invented an alphabet to preach to the Slavic people. All this to say, and there are many others, that the family is still very important as the source of the nourishment of your faith. We live in a society, and especially a sense, we're getting an extended sense of this with smartphones that are not very smart, actually, um, where everybody can go into their own separate room or even at the, at the dinner table and can be com completely isolated from the person, the brother or sister, or mother or father sitting across from them. We have, in a sense, compromise the importance of the family of sitting together and communicating and learning from each other. Somehow people think that whoever they're communicating with on the phone is more valuable than the people in the house that love them far more than passing friends. So in our life today, I encourage all of you to, number one, grow in your daily life of faith by praying and reading the Bible. But then also make a point of sharing your faith with those around you, around your dinner table. Make a point of, if you are parents, telling your children why church is important for you. Share with your children some aspects of your life where faith has made a difference. Share with them the past. Share with them your journey of faith. Share with them why Jesus means so much to you. Share with them why your church is so important to you. And in addition to that, share with each other, not only the children with their parents, but parents with their children, both directions, share with each other how you are making daily decisions based on your faith. In other words, what difference does your faith make in your life? And if it doesn't make a difference, if it's only a, a Bible quote on the wall or an icon on the wall or an occasional visit to the church, well, that is a faith that will not last very long. However, when it's deeper and is rooted in the daily relationship of the family and the daily strength that the family can offer 
to each other, then that is a faith that will keep growing and growing and growing. Last month, um, there were two brothers who were both ordained priests at the same time. Very unique situation. Has happened before. But what's interesting about this um, story is that they grew up in a family of faith, but one of the brothers ended up going into medical school. But then one day he was praying, and he was praying in front of the Eucharist in the church. One day, as he was praying, he, hear, he heard kind of an inner voice, not an external voice, but he heard an inner voice in his heart telling him, do you really want to be a doctor? He stopped. And the answer that he gave was no. Very shortly after that, he left medical school, and left all the friends that he had, and went into the seminary. And ironically, his brother was in the seminary three years before him. Now, he had gathered enough credits at, and all the, pro, all the things that he was doing that they ended up being in the same class in the seminary together. Continued their studies, and last month they were ordained as priests in, in Alabama together. I can give you many, many examples of something like this, where your family has imprinted upon you and, and something has been significantly changed in your life because of a small conversation within the family. So I'll ask all of you today, when you leave church or if you're watching online after the Divine Liturgy is over, to share with each other your journey of faith. Share with each other what your faith means to you and why you are a believer. Why Jesus Christ is important to you. Why this church is important to you. Why your faith has made a difference and how your faith will continue to make a difference in your life. I'll give you just one very small example from my life. I remember when my older brother and I were very young, we found, it was around this time, around graduation time, we were playing in the park, with my, my mother was watching us, and we found a wallet that was full of money. I don't remember how much it was, but it was packed of money. We gave it to our mother, and right away, well, to, be, to tell you the, the, an extended version, is that we began, to, before we gave it to her, we began to think of all the things we were going to do with that money. We were very young. But... My mother said, no, we have to give it back to the people, whoever owns this wallet. And we didn't disagree with her. We actually learned a great lesson. We opened up the wallet, found the, ad the phone number. We called the person, and the person was so um, excited and happy because that was his graduation money. So my life would not have been any better with, let's say, the $200 that we found in that wallet. I don't know how much it was, but it could have been $200 or $300. But my life has been better because I learned a very powerful lesson of faith. Where did I learn it? I learned it in the family. I can share with you so many, but share those stories with each other and realize that the family that God has created that goes back to the Old Testament the focus was not just on a family in terms of a heritage, but on the focus on the family of faith. And today, 
we remind ourselves and remember that we are the continuation of that family of faith and that at the basis of our spiritual life, we share and grow in our faith with our family and from there begin to share the faith with those who end up becoming our larger family of faith, either here in the church or in other ways around us. The family is very important for society. The family is very important for almost everything we do in our faith. But the family is especially important for our growth in our life and journey of men, as men and women of faith.